Hey guys, it's the Lonnie Swain Show podcast and today it's a very special edition of the podcast because it is Galentine's Day, the day before Valentine's Day and it is basically a celebration of your gal pals, your greatest girlfriends. If you wonder what the heck is Galentine's Day, it started out as fiction, but in 2010 on an episode of Parks and Recreation, one of the characters, Leslie, who was creative and crafty and just, you know, had all this kindness for the people she loves, she invented a way to do something American culture hadn't traditionally been too good at doing, celebrating in an official capacity the joys of female friendship. So she set Valentine's Day as a festival that would fall each year on February 13th, Valentine's Day Eve. But pretty soon it became a popular thing among real life women and it just kind of turned into something like Friendsgiving and It's just Galentine's Day to acknowledge female friendships. So in honor of I am doing this podcast today where I share uh, a candid conversation with some of my close gal pals who I have known since fifth grade, eighth grade, and I think like second grade or something crazy like that. But for my birthday last year, August 24th, 2017, I invited some of my favorite girls to get together and record a podcast. And I'd never released the audio, but we talked about a lot of great things. And so I thought today would be the perfect day to do that. I think that it's a wonderful conversation to also have with your gal pals. Um, if you want to ask these questions and make a little Galentine's Day celebration out of it. But I just know that all of my female friendships in my life have truly elevated and influenced who I am today. And I'm so appreciative for all of the amazing women in my life. And I have a quote that I want to share. It's by William Shakespeare. And it says, a friend is one that knows you as you are, understands where you have been, accepts what you have become and still gently allows you to grow. And that's how these friendships have lasted me through all of these years. And I just want to thank each and every gal pal of mine. I love and appreciate you. Happy Galentine's Day, gals. And now here is the candid conversation with my girlfriends, starting with what our messages to our younger selves would be. Take a listen. Don't be afraid to put yourself first. And I think that kind of echoes what we were talking about earlier. Um, And so I won't go into that anymore. I'll get a new thought going. The second thing I would say is don't be afraid to fail. Because I think that as women, we play it safe a lot. And we're not really, um, there's not a whole lot of expectation to chart a new course. Because again, you're taking care of people. You're expected to take care of people and be responsible. You know, it's like boys will be boys, but girls, you know, don't get your dress dirty kind of thing. And so I would be, I would tell my younger self to live boldly, to be adventurous in all kinds of endeavors because it makes your life richer. And uh, I don't, I know a lot of people have seen that um, clip with Will Smith when he's talking about going skydiving mm-hmm. and he was like how afraid he was, but he didn't want to chicken out because he was going with his friends. And he was like, they push you out on two because everybody tenses up on three. And what a 
blissful experience it was. And he was like, everything that you want in life is on the other side of fear. And you see all these people in there, like when they're accomplishing extraordinary things, they had a whole lot of failure. But the, the idea that they could push on and, pers and pursue that and be passionate about something despite that failure is like a level of confidence in yourself, but also a sense of adventure. And so I would tell myself, don't be afraid to fail and live boldly. Now who's gonna follow that up? <laughs> Mine. <laughs> okay, I'll try to follow it up. So I was actually thinking as I asked that, like, am I gonna answer this one or am I just gonna leave it to the to the table? Um I would say to my younger self, be unapologetically you. Um, I think that, and and I, it's a double-edged sword because I feel like as a younger person, how well do you really know you and your, you have so many outside influences and your parents telling you, you know, what you should be doing and society telling you what you should be doing that, it's kind of hard to, to hear that voice and recognize it as your own. Like, no, this is what you should be doing because this is what you would prefer. Or this is what would make you happy. But I think that just whatever you feel inclined to do, whatever you feel drawn to do, whoever you feel inclined to love, whatever they look like, whatever their gender, whatever their whatever, you know, I think that at, somewhere, you know, find the courage to be unapologetically you. If you want to wear your hair natural, if you want to wear it with a relaxer, if you want braids, despite if your grandma say, girl, what, the, what you got on your shirt? old people will I thought she sure was going to tell get you. Oh, right. Get exactly. that Exactly. <laughs> like my grandmother to this day, you know, if I have my hair natural, she will say, girl, you look like you got caught in the rain. <laughs> you know? Or yeah. she'll say, I just, just want to run a comb through that head. And oh, she says that, you know, every time. It's like, grandma, this, I've been wearing my head like this for five years. Right. You know, oh. it ain't going to change. But being confident enough in yourself to know that someone else's opinion of you is not your business. If, if grandma don't like your hair, she ain't got to wear it. You know what yes. I'm saying? This is, yes. this is what you want to do. And so I think that, and like I, Adrian is a good example of encouraging that in her daughter because we were on the other on the phone the other day, and she was like, "Oh, Estelle, you decided to put your light up shoes on with that dress. Okay, that's an interesting combination. Very unique, you know." And but she didn't say, "Girl, that don't match. Go put that back." Everybody wants to wear them light up shoes with that dress, right. and that's what she did. And put her prerogative. Exactly. And I tell you that too. If you won't wear your light up shoes with your dress, put that shit on and rock it. And don't worry about who has anything else to say about it. So that's my little thing. I would say um, to my younger self, I would say, and Amanda and I, we talked about this years ago about knowing. Um, that you are allowed to take up space. I think that that is 
a big thing for women and it ties into what we were talking to earlier and always apologizing always concerned for how is this going to affect other people to do and really both Lonnie and Amanda said living authentically taking the chance doing exactly what you want to do I really feel like I told Amanda I did not know what my favorite color was for years like things just knowing yourself and finding your inner voice um that is important and to take your time because you have time take your time Mm -hmm. take your time because if you don't find your voice and you don't know what you want that that's okay too just keep living you know that you don't need to make a decision or you don't need to um feel pressured to be in any particular space at any particular time because what's for you will be for you um and that's um yeah, I would say take my time and uh, it, that I'm okay taking up space. I still, at, at 33, I still have a problem. I catch myself, I apologize for such unnecessary things. Yeah. And I have to say, why did I say I'm sorry? I'm really not sorry. Why did I say I'm sorry? Why am I excusing myself? You know, that Southern you know charm yeah. of a woman you know you needing to just be polite to and make other make people, other people uh, and, right make other people comfortable which is beautiful about southern can be about us women you know oh baby come on in and uh you know come get something to eat and would you like this and would you know making everybody feel welcome but um at some point taking care of self the star of live <laughs> Come over to the mic and introduce yourself. <laughs> I am who am. <laughs> oh, God. The triple OG herself. <laughs> Cynthia Swain! <laughs> I love that shirt. Her shirt says stay woke. And I can't. I don't know if you heard that. She says she can't. Um, I couldn't hit record fast enough to catch all of her shade throwing that just happened. (laughs) I had made some delicious crawfish Monica. Everyone here said it was delightful. She took one bite and said, (laughs) you could have put the rest of that in there. (laughs) Meaning some other noodles. Now what that has to do with the taste or the flavor of what's on her plate, no one knows. But does it matter? Yes. Then she told Adrian she didn't cut the cheese right. <laughs> no pun intended. No, <laughs> no pun intended, she said. She basically came down here to make sure we were getting it right. Mm. <laughs> Quality control. <laughs> and she says it's too late for that. <laughs> we're a lost cause. <laughs> we're, or as she likes to say, lost ball and high weed. <laughs> I thought your nap was going to make you feel rejuvenated. <laughs> 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 oh. <laughs> this is her rejuvenated ladies and gentlemen 
Mother, step to the mic. We have a question for you. If you could tell your younger self anything, write a letter to your younger self, what would the, be the main thing you would tell your younger self, knowing what you know today? Y'all don't have enough time. No. <laughs> <laughs> this is a six-hour show. <laughs> Get over here and give us the cliff notes. Well, I mean, insofar as what, you know? Life. Life. Professional, personal, all of it. Whichever you feel most convicted to speak on. Mm -hmm. If I speak on it, I will be convicted. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> That's not the problem. Narrow it down. Yeah. Let me see. The statute of limitations at all. Well, you know, that's the problem when you look back. To me, it's difficult to say, you know, what would I change? If I changed this, then I wouldn't have that. If I changed this, then I wouldn't have that. You wouldn't have all of these experiences. So I would say, you know, to my younger self, to my older self, just do you. Do it and do it the same thing. I'm, look at me, I'm highly successful. <laughs> <laughs> and affluent. And so what would I change? <laughs> <laughs> Do you see why she's the star of the show? <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know. Hashtag goals. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> oh, gosh. You know, it's just like when people say, oh, would you want to be 25 again, 29 again? Hell no. Not unless I knew what I knew today. Right. Oh, if wait. You, if you're you going said back be ignorant. unapologetically you. And she said, do you? So, mother, daughter. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I mean, what, what would you change if you could go back 10 years? If you could go back 10 minutes? <laughs> <laughs> you put all the noodles in the <laughs> Then it would be perfect. <laughs> no, I would do the same damn thing. I wouldn't put them noodles in there because I'm doing me. You wanted them noodles in the pasta, so you should have came down here 10 minutes earlier to put them in there. <laughs> I did what I wanted to do. And so they, if I going back that, ten minutes doing that, case. I would the be doing what you wanted to do. Everybody do what they want to do, no matter what. You know that's why I say to ask people, you know, for advice and stuff. Because you're gonna know, nod your head and then you're gonna turn around and do whatever. Do what you want to do. Yeah. Oh gosh. I definitely tell myself not to try to control everything oh, and the outcome. Yes. Because I think the that that was one of my big issues, over. like as a younger person, just feeling compelled to try to be in more control of other people's behaviors, my, you know, the outcomes of things, and having so much at stake with that. And the pressure and anxiety that it gave mm -hmm. me to be concerned about things that I couldn't control directly because if you're truly focused on yourself you don't have time to think or worry about somebody else's actions or control because you're doing what you want to do and you can only really control your you response can control you can't your control what they do in right. the first place right, right. and you also engage or not understanding engage. that what other people do doesn't necessarily directly have to do with me yes right. I think that that if, you, I, if not I can the like give right, if <laughs> I can give my kids self that understanding of like everything your parents do and that other people do 
isn't something directly to do with you. Even you know, people I tell are my daughter in their own oh, confusions and bullshit. I like, tell my daughter that all the time. Narcissist. <laughs> <laughs> I tell I my daughter the that around me and yeah. right. I would, wouldn't I, take things personal. Yeah. That's what I tell my daughter all the time. She's in middle school and that's a, you know, that's when everybody is trying to I think that's mean the girls. age of Yes. <laughs> trying to find themselves and she's I tell her, you know, if the person does something that really the things that people say and do really as well, Lonnie said, is none. What people think of you is none of your business, but it has nothing to do with you. We're just a kind of all. I feel walking around with our own story, our own perspective, our own baggage, and sometimes on occasion we lash that out and throw that baggage at because we don't. You know, if we're having a bad day, you may pass somebody in the car and they feel like you cut them off so they flip you to bird and you're like oh, you know oh, that was so rude or I'm you know what an asshole and it's like that person what they did has nothing no reflection on you it's something that they're going through and that's what I tell my daughter that you know we take things so personally why people, did they do that to me yeah why, why did they, 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 right, why they right. feel like they and could do a that a lot of times specifically exactly a lot of times most of the time especially for frivolous things it has nothing to do with you you know it has nothing to do with you so yeah but you're the target so <laughs> <laughs> well if you yeah, let if you depending target. on what it is if it's well, if, if it's, it's physical if it's physical if it's if it's just a friend and they're just saying something stupid it's what you allow to come into you yeah. so they're saying something stupid you have to be able to say okay i don't want to engage well in i can say as a young person i definitely didn't have that like most wherewithal to do that even i think most adults don't really even even though intellectually we're aware of that that like you're that, still that, that we still and, and we still seem to react it's an emotional response and not an intellectual and even if response. we know it's not directly due to us and depending on how you internalize that, you could be thinking, oh, well, what could I have done differently to prevent them from doing that? And that's where it is that had nothing to do with you. This right. person is going to respond. There was nothing that you could have done right. more than likely, mm -hmm. you know, right. of course, context of the situation is a determinant, of course. But assuming like somebody flipping you off or whatever <coughs> or running up on you or doing whatever it is that they're doing nine out of ten times or somebody staying with you versus somebody that leaves you or breaks up with you or cheats on you or those types of or things nothing you could have done could if that was what they wanted to do that's what they were going to do and if they didn't want to do it they weren't going to do that your behavior and doesn't it's indicative of them not like hurt people, hurt people. Like, or if, you, it's in, or if, if you're a cheater you're going to be a cheater whether you with me or Halle Berry or for example when you were talking about your grandmother making a comment about your hair if you took that person and was like oh you know that's so or mean went got a, so, or if I went and got a perm as a right result. as a right and that's <laughs> what I mean and letting that your that is your grandmother's opinion about hair that's her experience in growing that's up that's not a fact that's not right or, exactly that's her opinion and that's you know and opinions is like assholes everybody got one <laughs> <laughs> 
Yes. <laughs> Is there any book that you'd recommend that has changed your life or your perspective on life? Ooh. I like The Power of Now. I like The Year of Yes. Shonda mm. Rhimes. I like the Wizard of Oz. <laughs> <laughs> the one vote for the Wizard of Oz. It is deep. There's so many ways you can apply the Wizard of Oz. It really is. Well, what's your breakdown that makes it one that changed your life? <laughs> what, the Wizard of Oz? Yes. <laughs> Getting closer to the mic. If you're going to participate, we need you to participate. The Wizard of Oz, to me, is important because of of how it ends. In other words, you had the lion looking for a heart, you had the scarecrow looking for the brain, and you had the you know the um, the cowardly lion looking for courage, and Dorothy trying to go home. And actually, they were all already there. And so, and and that's what when he tells them, you know, all through the movie, you can see the scarecrow is the smartest, the the cowardly lion because this. There's a difference between being a coward and being afraid. You know, a coward is always afraid and does not act. But a lot of people act when they are afraid, and that's what the lion did. And so the Tin Man was the most, you know, loving and, and sentimental, and he thought he didn't have a heart. And so that's what, and what they tell Dorothy is you had the power to be home all the time. And it's also about validation. They were looking for somebody else to validate them in the wizard. But if you validate yourself, then you don't need to go searching for all of that and other people's, you know, saying, oh, you did a good job, good job. You know if you did your best, you did your best. You know how, how, how much effort you put into it or didn't put into it. So that's why, to me, it's important is that you don't need other, and then also about education, because education is just that. It's validation from the wizard. Like you have people like Bill Gates who don't have a degree, who are highly successful, highly intelligent, very talented, but he don't have a degree from Harvard or Southern or any university to tell him that. He, he did his thing. And that's really what a degree is. A degree is nothing but going to your employer saying you completed a course of education. But it doesn't mean you know jack shit, you know, except that you completed that course of education and you have a little certificate to hang on a wall. But if you're really smart and you've done your due diligence to do what you need to do, you don't need other people's validation. And that's whether you get the job or whether you don't get the job. You just keep on searching, or you create your own thing, like the Bill Gates and the guy with the Mark Zuckerberg, Facebook. Zuckerberg, and the guy with the cars, you know, um, the electric cars, Tesla, and all that. Yeah, you do your own thing, you know. And then, then you look at somebody like Trump and George W. Bush. They have educations, and they're still idiots. And that's one of the most dangerous things in the world, uh, educated idiots. Because they think that because somebody gave them validation, that they really are worth it. But they're not. And so that's why I say The Wizard of Oz, because every every time you watch it, you're going to identify with a different character and stuff like that. Well, all right, girl. Girl, we're going to follow that. (laughs) Spiritual. Yes. Adrian and Candace, y'all, y'all love next. 
Uh huh. I was gonna say the mastery of love. That's uh, uh, Luel Miguel, Miguel Luis. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's what I would say. Gave me. I had a lot of aha moments in reading that, and I still like feel like I have to reread it because it's you know you take it. I take in more every time I read it. So mm-hmm. yeah. Adrian. All of y'all these nonfiction readers. <laughs> I'm like, I'm about to whip Except out for Cynthia. Hers yeah, was fiction, good. technically. True. Absolutely. I would go with, um, right now, uh, Americana. Oh, I like that one. Oh, that was good. I so like Chimamande, Ngozi Adichie. I think, like, what I liked about it was the voice. Like it was one of the. It's kind of like insecure in that and way. And her characters weren't always likable. No, but, like, but they still but resonated. But they were real and they me. resonated. Yeah, like, they, they were, were okay relatable in their imperfection. <laughs> in their in their ability to be. We read that for my book club, and it was my pick. And my family is a family book club, and they hated it. They're like, really? "You pick this long." One other person. It liked is long. It. It's like you pick this long Which book, and we don't like none. We don't wrong. Yeah. It was a fast read, though. Like, we don't like none of these characters. They all terrible, this, that, and the other. But I was like, not everybody's going to be likable in every moment, but they were like, she was real. Her voice was real. Yeah. And it was a different perspective on, like, black American life coming from somebody who was from Africa. Mm-hmm. And I appreciate that. Well, sometimes that. people want to read for in- entertainment. Well, I'll say entertainment. Well, you I mean, if you're reading a fiction, you want it's something you you obviously you're reading it for entertainment, but right. some people it's like quality. a just like there's some people who don't want to watch certain movies. They're like that was depressing, you know. Right. They want to see something. Oh, whereas you have uh, yeah. you, whereas if you have a yeah. book, a feel good book or mm-hmm. a movie with characters with these various la- layers. Because we all have different layers, you know, it's, it's not just this good and this evil, these very basic black and white characters, that sometimes people just that want that. Yes. People don't want that. They want the... We don't want that interesting. They don't reality. want the reality. <laughs> they don't want the reality. I think we're going to wrap it up on this note. Um, you may see or hear from some of these same characters again someday. Yeah. You may not. Will y'all ladies come back on the podcast? Of course. Absolutely. Y'all better say that. Yeah. <laughs> How much you paid? <laughs> Uh, we'll negotiate all things. Fruit salads and hummus. Anyway. Thank you so very much for listening to the Lonnie Swain Show podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and rate us on iTunes. And of course, if you think someone you know might enjoy this podcast, sharing is caring. Please pass it along. Until next time, go where you are celebrated and appreciated, not just tolerated. Have a wonderful day. I'll talk to you soon.